Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, mop fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. First, here's a word from today's sponsor. Friends, I'm very concerned about food shortages coming to America. No, not local or short lived shortages. I'm talking about a national food shortage. That will affect everyone, everywhere, for a very long time. Would you be ready if that happened? Probably not. That's why I urge you to get some long-term storage emergency food from my friends at My Patriot Supply. They're the original Patriot Survival Company. Over the past decade, they've served millions of American families like yours. Their mission is your survival. And right now, you can save 25% on a four-week kit of emergency food that will save the day, probably soon. This four-week kit has a wide variety of delicious food that provides over 2,000 calories per day, the right amount for optimum survival. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com so you can claim your four-week emergency food kit and save 25% in the process. Order a tasty starter kit for each member of your family, and they will ship everything quickly and discreetly to your door. That's prepare with blackandwhite.com. Black and White Network fans, we are back with another video, and your government still does not get it. They do not get it. Now, the mass shootings have been terrible, absolutely terrible. America has had a problem for the better part of over 20 years going back to uh, Columbine, I believe that happened in 1999. We have a problem, but the problem is not the guns. And it's really not with people who actually buy guns legally. They still don't get this folks. They still don't get it. But today guys, the Senate actually passed a bipartisanship gun deal. And ladies and gentlemen, guess what? It's not going to stop anything. It's not. Democrats and some Republicans still don't get it. It's not a gun problem. You have a people problem here in this country. Over here on Newsmats, senators reach bipartisan gun deal in major breakthrough. And guys, it's not going to work. And I'm going to show you the data where criminals actually get their guns from. Okay. 
Remember, they're called criminals. Why are they called criminals? Because they don't follow the law. It says here in a potential breakthrough towards the first significant new U.S. gun law in decades, a bipartisan group of senators on Sunday announced an agreement on a framework for a firearm safety bill with enough Republican support to advance in the narrowly divided Senate. The plan, praised by Beijing Biden, includes support for state red flag laws. Uh, Red flag laws keeps guns from potentially dangerous people. Really? Does it actually do that? Does it? Is it actually going to keep guns out of the hands of people who should not have them? We're going to get into that. Tougher criminal background checks for firearms buyers under 21 and a crackdown on straw purchases by people buying firearms for others who could not pass a background check. This is not going to stop mass shootings. Crafted in the aftermath of last month's massacres at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, in a supermarket in Buffalo, New York, the framework is far less ambitious than proposals offered by Biden and other Democrats for banning semi-automatic assault style rifles and high capacity magazines, or at least raising a minimum age to buy those from 18 to 21. Raising age does not do anything. It doesn't do anything. It was announced a day after tens of thousands rallied in Washington and around the United States to demand that lawmakers pass legislation aimed at curbing gun violence. While the deal represents a significant breakthrough, it does not ensure that legislation will be passed as lawmakers still must hammer out legislative language that can secure enough votes to get through both the Senate and House of Representatives, each narrowly controlled by Democrats. Republican opposition has been critical in thwarting Democratic-backed gun control proposals in Congress for decades. Dating back to the 1994 passage of a ban on assault weapons that um, expired a decade later. Now, guys, Trust me, these shootings at schools are a problem. They are a serious problem, folks. And guess what? Schools are gun-free zones. It is illegal to have a gun in a school zone on school grounds. But guess what? They still get there. Why? Because criminals are going to be criminals. This is going to make some people feel good, but it's not going to stop crime. Now, check this out. This is from February of 2020. Where do criminals really get their guns? Now, this does not surprise me here in this article whatsoever. But the politicians, they should be looking at stuff like this. It says mass shootings. All too routinely hit the headlines across the United States. But what rally makes a blip on the news cycle are the individual acts of gun violence that perpetuate uh, permeate, I should say, the social fabric. With almost 500,000 violent crimes committed with a gun annually, according to the National Institute of Justice. On average, just under 40,000 people each year die across the country in a gun related death. So where do criminals typically buy their guns? And do, do most criminals seek out 
their weapons of choice through illicit means. Quote, the majority of firearms used in criminal activity are obtained illegally. Illegally. Stricter or additional gun laws do not reduce gun violence. And this is from a correspondent with um, uh, law enforcement today. Stricter or additional gun laws do not reduce gun violence. A 2019 survey conducted by the Department of Justice found that some 43 percent of criminals had bought their firearms on the black market. They weren't going through legal means to get their guns. Six percent acquired them via theft. So that's almost half right there, folks. And check this out. And 10 percent made a retail purchase. And of that, only um, 0.8% purchased a weapon from a gun show. So 10% bought these through, I guess you could say, legal means. In 11% of cases, the criminal had someone else buy a gun for them, known as a straw purchase, while an additional 15% got guns from a friend or relative. Now, when it comes to these straw purchases, now, Let me just use myself, for example. I bought my gun. I don't have a criminal record. I went through a background check. And it came back instantly. It was clean. I have my gun here in my house. Now, how's the government actually going to stop me from actually selling a gun to a criminal? They can't. They really can't. If I want right now to go in. Let's say like my neighbor was a criminal, for example. He's like, hey, I need a gun. I can't actually get it. I got to do something. Here's uh, $500. Uh, You'll give me your gun. Okay, if I took the money, gave him the gun, he committed the crime. There's no law that would would actually stop that. For one thing, you can do a background check on me all day long. And my background is crystal clean. It is super clean. Super clean. It says here also some 12 percent of weapons found on a crime scene have been brought there by someone else. A recent recent national survey of prison inmates age 18 to 40 published by preventative medicine found that only one in 10 bought the firearm involved in an act that resulted in them being jailed. So 10%. These are low numbers, folks. Really, really low numbers. So guys, you see, folks, the criminals are still going to go out there and commit crimes. They're just trying to make it at the end of the day harder for you to get weapons. The law-abiding citizen. And that's all the gun laws do. It only hurts the law abiding citizen. Nobody else. Criminals. Nothing's going to change for them. I mean, think of this. The the border is wide open. Uh, Biden is really doing nothing to uh, stop illegals from coming across the border. And guess what, folks? Illegal weapons come across the border as well. Not just people. They're trafficking a whole bunch of other things across the border, including guns. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. 
Make sure you subscribe to the channel and we'll catch you next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rodriguez for our Black and White Network. If you're new to the channel, hit subscribe, punch the like button. And as always, thank you guys and gals for watching. I did a video that I tried to put on YouTube, and YouTube gave me the gas face on it, so I had to move it over to blackandwhitenetwork.com. I did this the other day about that quote-unquote radical, dangerous, family-friendly drag show. Uh, drag your kids to pride day, night, whatever, at a Dallas bar. That was the video where also uh, there was a black black person out there, a patriot, just trying to walk down the street, and um, they got the uh, alphabet community protesters got very physical with him, and then I was very vocally disturbed by the fact that the Dallas police seemed to get after the black protester, or the, the, the black patriot that was out there just trying to make his way down the street and i was like man we're in bizarro world we are in bizarro world when when somebody that and he just told the cops i'm just trying to walk down this street i live in this town and um the cops got all up in him well anyway enter ron DeSantis, governor ron DeSantis, who of course i have praised on this channel because he is proactive when things like this happen and uh, he doesn't wait around. He quickly jumps on an issue and immediately tries to pass law, tells you, uh, formulates a game plan, and then immediately goes on the attack. Now, I do want to recognize that here in Texas, we have a Texas representative named Brian Slayton. He's from here locally where I am. He's from Mineola. He has proposed a uh, law that will ban minors from being able to watch things like that that happened in Dallas with the drag show. And um, so uh, let's take a look. This is uh, Brian Brian Slayton. He's a House representative here in uh, East Texas. And then uh, let's go look at Governor DeSantis because I believe this is the kind of step we're going to have to see. Plain and simple, we're going to have to go after the parents. If, if they're going to subject their children to these kind of disgusting things, these kind of disgusting acts, um, there's going to have to be real repercussions to it. This is the blaze. Governor Ron DeSantis considers sending child protective services against people exposing children to drag shows. This is what it's going to take. This is what it's going to take. It's going to take true... Um, you know, true consequences if you're going to subject your children to this kind of repugnant behavior. Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said he was considering sending CPS against people exposing children to drag shows. DeSantis was asked about proposed legislation about children at drag shows during a media briefing on Wednesday. Quote, we have child protective statutes on the books. We have laws against child endangerment. That's exactly what it is, said DeSantis, who added 
that his staff was looking at the law. Look, guys, uh, these videos were disturbing. Um, there were all kinds of very adult signs there. Uh, I believe people might have been drinking at this bar. It was an actual bar bar, okay, this gay bar in Dallas. And um, there was a lot of, in my opinion, extremely adult behavior going on there, things that kids just should not be subjected to. He went on to reference, quote, disturbing videos from a drag show performance at a bar in Dallas, Texas, that showed children shoving dollar bills into the underwear of drag performers. I just can't imagine parents wanting their kids subjected to this. I mean, it's crazy to voluntarily take your kids to something like this, something that we would take our kids and and, and pull them away from as part of parental protection, common sense. It makes no sense. I don't understand it. Um, It's appalling. I, I just can't imagine parents being okay with this sort of thing. Quote, part of the reason... Why we fought the we fought the fight with the parental rights in education law is because there's a movement to interject these things like gender ideology in the elementary schools. Even and my view is our school need to be teaching kids to read, write, add, and subtract, and do the things that are supposed to be done in school. Agreed. Quote: Injecting these agendas into into it is wrong, and that's why we did the parental rights education bill. The videos and images from the drag show in Dallas outraged many on social media. Others on the left defended the incident and accused critics of bigotry and prejudice against alternate lifestyles. Quote, it used to be the kids would be off limits. Used to be everybody agreed with that. It's the one thing that I I, I thought for the longest time was a bipartisan, uh, you know, did not know any political ideologies was the fact that we all agreed on the protection of kids and what their eyes could see. We've lost that. We've totally lost it. DeSantis continued, and now it just seems that there's a concerted effort to be exposing kids more and more to things that are not age-appropriate. He concluded by saying Florida needs to be a, quote, family-friendly state, as does Texas Greg Abbott, and received overwhelming support from those attending the briefing. DeSantis is widely considered to be the front-runner for the presidential nomination for 2024 unless President Donald Trump chooses to run again. Uh, So, and we'll wait and see how that goes. We don't know how that's going to end up. I know that DeSantis is polling very well among Republicans right now. Extremely well. Shockingly well. Um, Not shocking from the fact that he's not worthy. It's just... um, (laughs) I mean, he's polling ahead in certain areas of Donald Trump, which is pretty surprising. Uh, But that's not really what this is about. The point is, this is the kind of action from people like Ron DeSantis, leadership that we need, okay? He sees this and says, you know what? There's things on the books. I think CPS can get involved here. Um, And look, I think CPS, that kind of thing is sort of a last resort, But, again, we're talking about issues of potential child endangerment. Plain and simple, these are not environments for children. Period. Okay, let's say that was some kind of a a function at a bar, and it's all straight people. That's not the environment children need to be in either, okay? 
that's the strange part about all this. I don't get up and go, you know what? I'm going to the bar tonight, and I'm going to drag my children with me. No, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. I mean, you need to take a serious evaluation and look in the mirror if you believe that's okay. That's something you don't expose children to. It's crazy. Uh, you know, it used to be, hey, I got to, you know, I got to find somebody to watch the kids so where you can go out, maybe catch a show, blah, blah, blah. Or you just don't get to go. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, but the kind of things, and, and look, this is grooming. We know what this is. This is grooming. This is an attempt to normalize uh, behavior, certain actions, a certain lifestyle, and try to normalize it. It is. I mean, that's where we're going. Um, I would be very interested to know how many people that attended this event actually were supposed to be Christians because I lay you odds there were a lot of atheists at that bar. I just got a feeling. Um, not to get religious, but that is a component in all of this, too. Don't think it's not. I praise DeSantis for, once again, not waiting. I praise uh, Texas Representative Brian Slayton for saying, yeah, we're going to address that. Minors are not going to bars like that. Okay, we're not having them exposed to drag shows. Um, steps have got to be, be taken. After having seen that video, and I just couldn't believe it. And, I mean, kids are walking down there with the, the drag queens or whatever they're called. And, uh, I mean, literally actively participating in this event. I can't think of much more that I would literally, uh, excuse my French, literally lose my shit over if I found out that somebody drugged my child with one of these things. I, I mean unbelievable and parents are proactively taking their kids to this kind of crap i mean how were you raised for crying out loud somebody failed somewhere miserably peace i'm out till next time black and white network supporters make sure you check out the black and white network merchandise store Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. Black and White Network fans, we are back with another video. We're going to be talking about Joe Biden here in this video, guys. Have you guys been checking out the gasoline prices? It is officially at $5 nationwide, the first time ever, and it's not going to get any better. Not going to get any better. And uh, the midterms are coming up, folks, and I hope that you guys vote smartly. Vote very, very smartly, because when you vote you are voting for your own demise. If you're going to vote for uh, socialist Democrats, look at the damage they have done. Look at the damage that Joe Biden has done. Well, guys, Joe Biden, not very popular. I can't think of how many videos we actually have done on Joe Biden when it comes to his approval rating. He is underwater everywhere. The only positive support that Joe Biden had was with black Americans. Now, 
His support over a year ago was something like 78%. And I believe the last time I did a uh, video, I said it took a massive beating and it was somewhere around 62%. Well, guys, we got a new update here on Joe Biden's approval. And boy, it is awful. Now, you can see here on the New York Post, it says Biden approval shrinks to 22% among young adults, 24% among Hispanics, according to this poll. But when I actually saw this, guys, something stuck out to me. It was the black support because we've done videos on the Hispanic support. They're done with him. They are done with him. And our white, white women, they really, really did support Joe Biden. They seem to be done with him as well. Ladies and gentlemen, the black support for Beijing Biden is underwater. It is below 50 percent now. And New York Post probably should have ran with that headline here, uh, but they didn't. And it says here, approval of Beijing Biden's job, job performance slipped to just 33 percent in a poll released Wednesday by Quinnipiac University as even key Democratic voting blocks such as young people and racial minorities give Beijing Biden a big thumbs down. The survey conducted June 3rd through June 6th found that 22% of Americans ages 18 to 34 approve of Beijing Biden's performance, the lowest rating of any age group, just 24% of Hispanic voters and check this out. 49% of black voters said they approve of Biden's work. So 49% of black people now approve of Joe Biden. What about the other 51%? They do not approve or they were in a, and I actually have the data here, folks. When I saw that gas get to uh, $5 nationwide, I was like, man, this is not good. This is not good. Now, You may be thinking to yourself that black people are probably waking up. I'm not going to go there yet, man. I'm not going to go there because there's another aspect of um, black people voting Democrat. Now, black people voting Democrat, they've been voting for their own demise for the better part of 50 plus years. They just keep voting for Democrats. Why? Well, the Democrats have been playing the race card for decades, decades. Now, it's kind of funny, you know, that Joy Joy Behar actually um, talked about how gun laws would change as soon as uh, black people uh, got guns. Well, black people already get guns. And in 2020, there was a huge spike in black people buying guns. And guess what? The Republicans, you know, they still want to preserve the Second Amendment. It is the Democrats that want to take away rights. It's the Democrats. Now, you guys may not know this, but uh, after the Civil War. Black people got their freedom and they had the right to bear arms. And who was it that was trying to take guns away from uh, black people? You guessed it. That would be Democrats. And they're still trying to do the same thing today. They're still trying to disarm the law abiding citizen, including black people. Joy Behar. Now. Look at this uh, data here, folks. It says here, do you approve or disapprove of the way Beijing Biden is handling the economy? Actually, there's another one up here. Um, 
his overall thing. Actually, I think I have it um down here somewhere. But anyway, let's let's just look at this here. Do you approve of the way that uh, Beijing Biden is handling the economy? Black people, 45 percent, only 45 percent approve. The other 55 percent, they disapprove or N.A. He is underwater there on the economy. Now, gun violence also underwater also with black people. Only 46 percent of black people approve. And folks, I'm going to be honest, that's still way too high. That is still way too high compared to everybody else. Because if you just want to um, look at um, how black people um, approve compared to Hispanics, 45 percent is still way, way, way too high. And 20 percent. Actually, of, of Hispanics actually do approve of Biden's handling of the economy. Now, I don't know what black people are thinking. But you can see that they have this unwavering loyalty to Democrats, no matter how much Democrats destroy their lives. Check this out. This is from. Um, from about a week ago over here on Stripes. This is why black people keep voting Democrat. It says fewer black people say Biden is sympathetic to the problems of black people than in 2020. This question, do you think that Biden is sympathetic to the problems of black people in this country or not? Now in 2020, they said 74% of black people said, yeah, it's dropped by eight points in 2022 to 66%. But here is why black people keep, Voting Democrat. Check this out. Three quarters of black people say the Republican Party is racist against black Americans. One quarter say the same of Democrats. You can see here. Do you think each of the following is racist against black Americans or not? And when it comes to the Republican Party, 75 percent of black people say yes the Republican Party is racist against black people. That is why black people keep voting Democrat. Now, shocking folks that only 25 percent of black people think it's the Democrats. Now, black people have always been complaining about how black people always get locked up. Well, who is to blame for that? That would be Joe Biden the architect of the 1994 crime bill that was definitely locking up a whole bunch of black people for petty crimes. And it was actually Donald Trump that had the first step act that was actually releasing black people trying to fix the damage that Joe Biden did. But black people still go out there and vote Democrat for one single reason and one single reason only. Democrats have been telling them that Republicans are racist. That's the only reason why. And folks, if you think that black people are actually going to go out and not vote Democrat in the midterms, you're probably gravely mistaken. It'll probably be a little bit of dip in support for Democrats. But overall, I believe that black people, when it comes to the Democratic Party, they're institutionalized, folks. They're institutionalized because right now. Democrats still out there playing the race card. That's all they have. I wish black people would wake up, man, but I'm not too sure if 
They really are. Black people continue to vote against their own interests. If they can't wake up and see the damage that Joe Biden and Democrats are doing, I don't know what will actually um, help black people wake up. I mean, you have a 41 year high inflation inflation. Another record again, gas prices over five dollars. And folks, trust me, black people really aren't too keen on um, Joe Biden. I believe I talked about it in another video where this uh, black conservative was going around and um, asking black people if um, they miss Donald Trump or are they happy with uh, Joe Biden? A lot of them were like, I had more money in my pocket from Donald Trump. Um, But I, I still, I still don't like him and none of them could give a good reason why they didn't like him, but they weren't on board with Joe Biden at all. They weren't wake up black people. You got to wake up. But right now, Joe Biden underwater with um, black people. I'm still going to be interested to see how black people vote in the midterms. I really am. But I'm not sure. If enough of them are going to wake up to make a real impact on the percentage of black people continuing to vote for Democrats. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and we'll catch you next time. Black and white network supporters, make sure you check out the black and white network merchandise store link in the description. Use promo code USA first, all one word USA first, all one word, 25% off now. Black and White Network fans, we are back with another video and we're going to be talking about the Supreme Court. You guys know what happened to uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Actually, what didn't happen to him, I'm actually happy to say. His life was under attack. The left wing has gone completely crazy over the leaked draft opinion of Roe versus Wade. It looks like it's actually going to be going away. But these leftists out there are getting so extreme now that they're actually endangering the lives of Supreme Court justices. And of course, you know, people on the left, Joe Biden, I haven't heard anything uh, from Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, about them condemning this stuff. This is completely insane, folks. And of course, you know, you have this uh, group that's been out there called Roof Sinners, left-wing extremists out there, uh, protesting in front of um, Supreme Court justices' homes is illegal. But guys, as we have seen, the rule of law does not apply to the left. That is why there has been no investigations into what actually caused the rides of 2020. This is why the left is focusing strictly on January 6th. You know, because if you're on the left and you burn down, ride and loot and all that other stuff, they're going to bail you out. Kamala Harris did that. But the January 6th people have been treated very, very unfairly. Well, let's talk about another Supreme Court justice here. Amy Coney Barrett. That is the new target now for the left. And Amy Coney Barrett has, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, seven children. 
Well, guys, it looks like Ruth Sinas is coming for Amy Coney Barrett's children. Check this out over here on Fox News. Ruth Sinas group hinted at targeting Supreme Court Justice Barrett's children and church. Because the uh, radical left, they hate Christians. Um, I already put up a video on what happened in um, Lakewood Church out here in Houston. Similar activists doing the same thing, stripping down in the church, screaming, using profanities in the church, disrupting services. This is what these people want. But it seems like, you know, ever since um, the gentleman the other day was arrested for trying to kill Brett Kavanaugh, the left is not putting a stop to these demonstrations in front of Supreme Court justices homes. This is illegal. But like I said before, if you're on the left, the rule of law does not apply to you. Let's read this, guys. Pro-choice group Ruth Sinas hinted at targeting protests at Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett after the attempted attack on Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Ruth Sinas posted a call for demonstrations at Barrett's home and church in response to speculation that she will concur with a previously leaked draft court opinion that would overturn Roe versus Wade. A Department of Homeland Security report said the Supreme Court draft opinion has unleashed a wave of threats against officials and others and increased the likelihood of extremist violence. Yeah, I'm wondering if we're going to have any uh, committees form to investigate all of this. Is it going to happen? Folks, it needs to happen. It needs to happen, but it's not going to happen with uh, Democrats in control. But they tweeted this out here. You can see here. If you're in the D.C. metro area, join us. Our protests at Barrett's home move the needle to this coverage. Falls Church is a people of praise stronghold. She sends her seven kids to a people of praise school that she set on the board of directors for. She attends church daily. They are coming for Amy Coney Barrett now. This needs to stop, folks. Joe Biden needs to step up and condemn this. There needs to be people arrested for this. These people are breaking the law. You cannot threaten Supreme Court justices just to get the ruling in your favor. That is illegal. These people are breaking the law. But like I said before, if you are on the left, the rule of law does not apply to you. This is insane, folks, because they just arrested a guy the other day, had a gun. He was planning to kill Brett Kavanaugh and the left has done nothing. Nothing. These people are still going to be showing up at the homes of Supreme Court justices. But they don't care. What I really think that um, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, you know what they really want? They want conservative Supreme Court justices to get picked off one by one. When I mean picked off, they want them assassinated. I wouldn't doubt it because that way Biden can go in and throw in some other crazy socialists like um, uh, Ketanji Brown Jackson 
to take over the Supreme Court. This is what they want, folks. They want this to happen. And you may be saying, man, that's kind of extreme right there, you know, that um, that these people want to uh, kill the conservative justice. Yeah, I do believe that's that's what they want. I truly do. I do not. Uh, I don't trust the American left. I absolutely do not. Look what they did in, um, in 2020. 30 people killed. Antifa was running amok, burning down stuff, attacking people. They were not arrested. This is what the American left wants. The American left is extremely violent. And it's sad, folks, you know, that uh, Amy Coney Barrett has young kids at that. They don't need to be exposed to any of this. They don't. I said it before, guys, that all of these Supreme Court, Supreme Court justices need to have 24-hour Secret Service protection for the justices and their immediate family. And anybody that protests in front of a Supreme Court justice's home, the rule of law needs to be enforced. These people need to be arrested. And the punishment is only something like, if I'm not mistaken, upwards of a year in jail. That's pretty much it. Chances are probably wouldn't get that much. But hey, the left, they will not even arrest these people. This is wrong what they're doing, man. They're targeting these people. They're targeting our Supreme Court. Folks, I don't know about you, but this seems like somewhat of an insurrection. You know, the word that the left likes to throw around. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rodrance for the Black and White Network. Well, we kind of knew this was going to happen. Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, has had some big wins lately. He's passed a lot of good laws down there in Florida. Of course, the two big ones he's got on his resume is, of course, taking on COVID head first, face first, right in the face of all the Democrats. The woke mainstream media went nuts. They lost it. I mean, somehow... Fighting against the uh, Anthony Fauci-led protocols of COVID makes you a racist. But yeah, that that shit happened. And then you had, uh, well, actually, he had two more really large ones, too. Of course, Disney, taking on Disney as part of the education, parental rights and education bill that he was, uh, that he was trying to get passed and got passed that keeps uh, woke gender ideology out of schools. In the grades K through third, again, I will contend it's got no business at any grade level in public schools. That's my opinion. Uh, so, anyway, he's he was going up to attend an event to speak in an event in New York City. And this has drawn fire from, as you can figure, New York Democrats. 
and LGBTQ LMNOP activist. And look, part of this is the fear of 2024. This is the fear of 2024 because there's multiple things that can happen here. And none of it's good for the Democrats, provided there's no election shenanigans. There's two things. Neither one of them's good. One is Donald Trump runs, wins. Number two, Donald Trump decides not to run. Ron DeSantis runs and wins. Or Donald Trump runs for president. Ron DeSantis is the vice president. And this is the perfect storm against the Democrats. Trump wins. And then Ron DeSantis is the president for the next eight years after Trump's four years. And we've got... 12 years of strong conservative leadership. And I can't think <laughs> I can't think of a better scenario. So there's a lot of fear going on. We're seeing now the New York Times is saying, oh no. Oh no, Democrats are secretly talking behind closed doors. They don't want Biden to run. What's well, because he can't win? He's going to get destroyed. A group of, and this is the Daily Wire, a group of elected New York Democrats and LGBTQ LMNOP activists gathered at Chelsea Piers in New York City to protest Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis appearing at a conference on Sunday. Demonstrators held signs and banners calling for a boycott of the location, opposing the governor's recent signing of the Parental Rights and Education Bill that bans instruction regarding sexual orientation and gender identity from kindergarten through third grade. And I guess this is some of the pictures from said event. New York State Democratic Senator Brad Holman also took to Twitter to express his concerns over the event. As hashtag LBG, LBGBTQ, my God, these folks, LGBTQ elected officials, we demand at Chelsea Pierce NYC cancel the event. With Don't Say Gay Governor, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis during Pride Month 2022 in Chelsea, the heart of our community. And there is the sign right there. It's a sports entertainment complex. It's an entire section in, uh, in that particular New York area. The event was hosted by a Jewish group called Tikva Fund, according to the New York Post. Local polls... Also, who attended the Sunday demonstration included U.S. Representative Carolyn Maloney, State Senator Brad Holman, Assemblywoman Yuline Nguyen, and Lieutenant Governor Contender Anna Maria Arshila, the outlet noted. In addition to protesting DeSantis over the parental rights and education law, some argued that the governor should not be speaking at the event during Pride Month. Chelsea Pierce released a statement on Friday noting its opposition to the governor's policies, though it continued to host the event. Over the past 24 years, Pier 60 has hosted hundreds of influential and notable events that span the spectrum of social and political issues. See, that's the thing. We can host all kinds of events as long as it aligns with leftist policy, leftist ideals, the woke mob is okay with it. If this was the other way around, they'd be perfectly fine. We know what we we know what they mean. Uh, uh, hundreds of across the political spectrum. Their issue is this doesn't uh, align with their particular ideals. 
Pier 60 has never controlled the content program or speakers at the event, according to the statement. Having said that, we could not disagree more strongly with many of Rhonda Sands' actions in office. One response to abhorrent behavior is to counter it with positive action. According to Pier 60, we'll directly direct every dollar it receives from Tikva to groups that protect LGBTQ plus communities and foster and amplify debates about LGBTQ plus issues. This, despite the vocal group of protesters outside the venue on Sunday, the popular DeSantis has continued to grow among many Americans. DeSantis was included on one of Time Magazine's 100 Most in, Influential People list released in May. I'm shocked they put him on there. They are very a very leftist media now. The Daily Wire recently reported that the 2024 presidential election straw poll conducted at the Western Conservative Summit in Colorado found that 71% approve of a DeSantis 2024 run, putting the Florida governor more than three points ahead of Trump. Meanwhile, that survey found that no other candidate had even drawn 30%. And yeah, there was a poll in Wisconsin as too, too as well uh, that had DeSantis... Uh, over Trump. However, there's some other polls that have DeSantis behind Trump. So it's kind of all over the place. Honestly, even with the people I know that that vote right, they're pretty pretty split between the two right now. Um, Which is a concern, frankly. I'm a little worried about the party splitting over these two. Uh, So I don't know. I I think when push comes to shove, everybody will vote one of the other, we know how this goes, and I think either one of them can beat Joe Biden or whoever else runs. Look, the, the Democrats are have a dumpster fire going right now. Um, but I think this I think this is funny that that these senators get involved here, these Democrats get involved, these activists. DeSantis has put them on notice. He has put them on notice. He is going to respect the morals and values of traditional uh, family units. That's just that's just what he's going to do. He's going to put uh, the ideals that America was built on. He's going to put that first. Okay, and he's made that clear. His policies reflect that. And these people are scared of DeSantis now. Okay, he's he's coming one way or another, whether it's twenty twenty four or twenty twenty eight. DeSantis is going to be president of the United States at some point in this country. Democrats might as well just get ready for that. No, no amount of protesting is going to stop that. Uh, DeSantis is coming, and I think they're very fearful of him. Very much so. And, uh, you know, i got to be honest with you. By and large, even as these groups come after him, he tends to ignore a lot of it. It just becomes white noise to him, you know. He'll direct. He'll he'll directly uh, make a statement on an issue, and reveal what his plan is. But he doesn't get into many feuds over this stuff. Okay, um, although he has been sniping at Biden directly more and more lately, and I do think that that has got something to do with a potential run as well. He's priming the pump one way or another, either as vice president or president. We'll find out, I guess. But again, it's it's funny 
It's funny. We'll we'll we're not canceling the event. We'll take the money that we got paid to host the event here, and we'll give it to these uh these other entities. Uh, but we're not getting rid of DeSantis. So that tells you even this facility understands that landing him as a speaker is a big damn deal. They took that money, didn't they? Funny how that works. Tell me what you think, Black and White Network supporters. Peace, I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rodrians for the Black and White Network. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. Nail that like button into submission. Ground and pound it into submission. And as always, thank you guys and gals for watching our channel today. Something special. I used to say that a lot. Back when I covered Lucasfilm and the MCU on this very channel. Now that's the Matrix and Roadshow. Go subscribe. But we are going to talk about those entities because it seems that Disney tangled with one Ron DeSantis and blatantly made their political agendas known where they felt. And of all things, Disney decided to take on parents. Wow. Ron DeSantis, of course, down in Florida, trying to give the power back to parents in public schools with the parental rights and education bill. And Bob Chapek initially said, oh, we're making no statement on that. And the minority of ultra-woke, purple- and pink-haired employees lost their ever-loving minds. And when they did, he come out, he sauntered his ass out there, he kowtowed down, he got on both knees, and immediately put the alphabet community's long-ass agenda directly in his damn mouth. And when he did that, well, Ron DeSantis come out and hit them directly in the nose and took away their self-governing status, their little Disney island, so to speak, where they, uh, they have their own laws. And then that little video leaked out from the Disney exec that said, oh, my son's gay. So my goal is to ramrod all entertainment with 50% of alphabet community, yada, 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 identity politics inserted here. And, of course, we've seen that with Lucasfilm and Star Wars. We saw it, especially Rose It's Ugly Head in The Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson, Kathleen Kennedy. Star Wars was destroyed. The fandom was cracked in two. We're seeing it with Obi-Wan Kenobi right now. The MCU... We saw Brie Larson saunter out in Endgame with her, her LGBTQ LMNOP Bob haircut, right? Yeah, I'm saying that. I'm calling that out. And uh, it's not even woman, all women, we, we hear you roar kind of thing. No, I mean, it's like women have even been pushed to the side, okay? It's not even a, a feminist thing at, 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 at Marvel anymore or at Disney anymore. Well... DeSantis started fighting that. 
He hit them directly in the nose. Parents, traditional parents, Christians. We all found out exactly where Disney stood. And we let them have it directly in their pocketbook. And now Disney stocks have plummeted. Now, I've done a couple of videos about how much they monetarily have lost in value. The first update I did was $50 billion from the time they decided to pick a fight with Ron DeSantis. Then it went up to $63 billion. That's billion with a damn B. Yeah, billion as in Bob. B. Totally, totally picked a fight with the wrong dude. He yanked their self-governing status. And now the value of the company is plummeting. Shareholders are pissed, by the way. And they should be. Breitbart. Tragic Kingdom. Disney shares close at under $100 for the first time in more than two years. Wow. Shares of the Walt Disney Company continue their free fall this week, dropping 9% to close Friday at $99.40. The first time the stock has closed before below $100 in more than two years. Disney shares took a significant beating this week following a major shakeup in the company's executive suites. On Thursday, CEO Bob Chapek unexpectedly fired his presumed successor, Peter Rice. You want to talk about a woke MFer? Oh, the crybaby wokesters that do work for Disney are heartbroken over this loss. A move that has stunned the entertainment industry and Hollywood elites and left Disney employees in a state of shock. Again, the minority of wokesters are up in arms. For the, di- for the year, Disney's shares are dropping, are down a whopping 37%, making it the worst performer on the Dow Jones Industrial Average in the past 12 months. The last time Disney's stock closed before below $100 was in April of 2020. Disney is still reeling from its war with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis over the state's parental rights and education law which bars teaching of sexuality and gender ideology, including transgenderism, to children in kindergarten through third grade. I still argue it should be K through 12, but okay. CEO Bob Chapek caved to a small group of woke employees and committed the company to radical LGBTQ activism. He said Disney would continue to work to get the Florida law repealed and parents directly hit you in the mouth. In response, Florida stripped Walt Disney World's in Orlando of its self-governing privileges, potentially exposing the company to new taxes and regulations. Yeah, they stand to lose a shitload of money over Ron DeSantis doing that, taking away their little self-state, their little self-county, their ability to do whatever they wanted. I mean, some people were saying they could literally have built a nuclear power plant out there had they so choosed. And now their stocks have plummeted below $100 for the first time in two years. So you could say monetarily, I guess, that uh, uh, Bob Chapek has set the company back from before he just stepped up and was handed the reins from Robert Iger. 
Robert Iger was no damn better, just letting you know. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy, Bob Iger, Bob Chapik, Kevin Feige now. I mean, they're all of the same. Hollywood elite ilk. Okay, groomer. All of that. But parents, again, Walt Disney, traditional Christian values, how the, the company was created, how it was marketed. These parents, these grandparents, they all funded Disney to become what it had became. And now all that's being ruined. You let politics get involved. You let your politics be known. Look, all of that could have been kept off the screen. It could have been, you know, kept out of your entertainment properties, kept out of the parks, and kept out of employees and Bob Chapek's mouth, and Disney would be doing okay. My God. If these ideologies hadn't crept into their entertainment properties, look how well Star Wars and the MCU would be doing right now. How well their parks would be doing. Star Wars Galaxy, an utter failure. Their little Star Wars hotel fiasco, utter failure. Because people are not turning out for that crap. Here we are. This is where we are. And they picked the fight with the wrong governor. A governor that is extremely popular. And if they're not careful, they're going to look up in 2024 and he's really going to have the power to knock Disney and all kinds of other corporations directly on their ass over this shit. I hope we're here to see it. I hope we're here to see it. Tell me what you think. Black and White Network fans, Ron DeSantis, that little tangle was an extremely, extremely harsh and monetarily hammering tangle that Disney decided to jump into. Wow. Peace, I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rodrance for the Black and White Network. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe ground and pound that like button and as always thank you guys and gals for supporting our channel let's talk about home depot and the blm you might be like what in the hell does one have to do with the other well they had an employee that sued them for the right to wear black lives matter images propaganda right on their person while at the workplace. Well, unfortunately for them, a judge has said, nah, nah, you're not going to be able to do that. Now, look, I've, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I spent 12 years in the corporate world managing. And uh, look, this was not uncommon. Not uncommon to have rules and regulations prohibiting certain things being war, said, th even things being talked about far as like, you weren't allowed to talk about religion on the floor. You weren't allowed to talk about uh, politics. Anything that could 
spark debate and take away per, from production. You couldn't wear any distracting um, clothing, images, low-cut clothing, no pink hair, no purple hair. All of that was sort of standard operating procedure. And I'm going to be real with you here. You know, I'm in Texas. We're at will. You know, if you didn't like that, bye-bye. I mean, plain and simple. If you didn't like that, bye-bye. You know, we might not fire you right on the spot, but we put you in, put enough paperwork in your life that, you know, we either applied the pressure and you would straighten up, or, again, I'd apply enough paperwork that I would get you out of the building and, no, not have to pay you unemployment because I covered my I's and dotted my T's. Yeah, I meant to say it like that. But you get the point. Well, let's get to this because a judge has sided with Home Depot. Now, the one thing I do know about Home Depot is they tend to be a more conservative company. They have uh, come out, certain entities involved with Home Depot have come out and supported President Trump in the past. Um, I'm, I'm currently building a cabin, myself and my wife. We have bought a great deal of our supplies and materials from Home Depot in just the last, oh, three, four, five months now. Uh, judge sides with Home Depot after company prevented employees from wearing the Marxist Black Lives Matter of China imagery. Yeah. A judge ruled Friday that a complaint accusing Home Depot of interfering with workers' rights by not allowing them to wear Black Lives Matter messaging should be tossed out. The U.S. National Labor, Board's Rela Re Labor Relations Board General Counsel had claimed the company was violating federal law by preventing staff from wearing Black Lives Matter imagery on their aprons, which administrative law judge Paul Bogus disagreed with. According to Bloomberg, Bogus wrote that Black Lives Matter labels did not possess an objective and sufficiently direct relationship to the terms and conditions of employment. In other words, I'm sure when he sat down to take the job, he signed some paperwork that said, hey, you can't wear anything controversial on the work floor, wall clocked in, maybe even on the property. And I'm sure Home Depot covered their butts here. Bo Bogus added that Black Lives Matter message, quote, originated and primarily used to address the unjustified killings of black individuals by law enforcement vigilantes. To the extent the message is being used for reasons beyond that, it operates as a political umbrella for societal concerns and relates to the workplace only in the sense that workplaces are part of society. Rulings passed down by the agency, judges can be appealed to the Labor Board in Washington, D.C., which is controlled by, you guessed it, Socialist Democrats, and move to federal court from there. Home Depot did not immediately respond. The Labor Board said that Home Depot selectively and disparately in forced its dress code to target BLM imagery. And that's where we're going to lay out. So, um, as of right now, a judge has said, no, you cannot. It is not your right as an employee to wear BLM imagery on the floor. Now, I'll tell you a story. Uh, that entire summer of, of looting and rioting and violence that we witnessed over 18 people died, I think like 22 or something like that. Uh, $1 to $2 billion worth of damage. And, of course, everything else has gone on with the BLM. Um, 
I was in a Walmart, a local rural Walmart, one of the little neighborhood marketplaces, and one of their employees here locally was wearing a Black Lives Matter mask. I almost made it a serious issue, but I didn't. I didn't. I left the store. Uh, But I was shocked that a company like Walmart would have allowed that kind of statement on their floor. Now, you've got to imagine that some of their managers, I'm, I, I assume, under the political climate, thought, if I bring this up, I'm liable to get fired. That's where we are. Even though this is probably a violation of policy to wear this, I'll probably get fired. And that's where we're kind of sort of in bizarro world. All the things that sort of stood went out the window surrounding that one issue. And, of course, you know, if you came out in, uh, in uh, opposing Black Lives Matter, you were immediately a racist. If a company opposed it, they were uh, immediately a racist company, and they were sort of attacked by the woke mob. We've seen it. Standard operating cancellation procedures, right? Uh, so, look, I think Home Depot's in the right here. They should be able to tell their employees what they can and cannot wear when they're at the workplace. You know, anything that is, you know, a, a political statement, and let's let's be real, BLM is absolutely was a political statement. It's also a sham. I mean, it was it was a method to try to raise money, gain money, get funds. Patrice Cullors bought some really nice houses out of it, and we found out that now that the curtain's been peeled back, that a lot of people got money taken from them. You know, in Minneapolis, black people are saying Black Lives Matter hasn't given us a dime, even though our city's been burnt to the ground by Black Lives Matter. And look, if I was an employer, considering how many lawless acts were committed with that imagery on it, considering how many people lost lives, would you allow an employee to wear that on your production floor in your building on your property i certainly wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't want the, that to be promoted now uh, president trump talked about labeling black lives matter a domestic terrorist organization but i don't think he ever actually did it i know he he officially named antifa that but i don't think he ever named black lives matter that and of course uh he was called a racist for labeling Antifa that, and it was in the exact same statement that he labeled the KKK domestic terrorist. Imagine that. Well, Trump's a racist some bitch. In the same from the same statement in which the KKK was named a domestic terrorist organization by said supposed racist president. That's the lunacy that we're in right now. I've got to give Home Depot some credit though. I got to give them some credit for stepping out there and saying, you know what? We don't want our employees working for us, representing our our company, and wearing this kind of propaganda, making these kinds of leftist socialist political statements on our production floor, in our building. I, you know, a lot of companies aren't don't have the sack to make this statement in this day and time. So I got to give Home Depot some credit for that. Uh, Lowe's, by the way, a lot of people don't know this. Lowe's is a very leftist company, a very pro-Democrat company. Um, A lot of people don't know that. 
that shop there. I mean, I, I, I see a lot of, you know, I've had to go in there. I've had to get something, you know, uh, if Home Depot didn't have it. But, I mean, it's last resort shit for me, for me to go in there because of the ideals and things that, that Lowe's will support. I mean, my God, they run commercials wearing their COVID mask in commercials. You get my point. Tell me what you think, Black and White Network supporters. Home Depot took a stand against the BLM. A judge has ruled in their favor for now. But it may go to a larger, higher level that is controlled by Socialist Democrats. I think Home Depot is in the right here. You know, at the same time, I'm going to be real. They, you know, employees should not be able to wear a MAGA hat or a MAGA smock or apron or shirt on the work, work in the workplace on the production floor. Shouldn't be allowed to do that, okay? No political statements of any kind. It's fair. You got different people shopping there, and that's the problem. Political statements are put into everything. So... It does go both directions. You know, only one direction burnt down entire towns and actually killed people, but you get the point. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rudrance for our Black and White Network. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. Punch that like button. And as always, thank you guys and gals for watching. I told my wife when I saw this today, live, sitting here, as I'm doing my morning videos, and we're watching Dana Perino, Bill Hemmer, doing the news on Fox News. We're sitting here and... Lo and behold, what's going on? Melissa, have you changed the channel to CNN? Are we on MSNBC all of a sudden? When all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there is a segment talking about a young girl that has transitioned into a little boy. And I'm like, what channel are we on right now exactly? And it was still Fox News. And I was like, Okay, now ever since the election night, we all remember Britt Bear, that idiot, that fool, calling the Arizona results what seemed like way too premature. I think we all remember that. So all of us went on high alert. Some people tuned out altogether on Fox News. Now there's still some entities I like over there. Julie Duffy and Sean Duffy, very conservative. They really like Trump. Tucker? Big Trump person. Hannity? Still watch some Hannity. Although he's wearing on me a little bit. Greg Gutfeld. Will Kane. Okay, I like some personalities on Fox News. And a lot of times we'll keep Fox News on the background while we're both working. And here we are. This transgender teen segment where Fox News is celebrating this child 
They let him transition or let her transition at five years old. And Fox News is, for lack of a better way of putting it, celebrating it. And look, this is taking a lot of heat today. And I told Melissa, my wife, as soon as it happened, I said, they're going to get their asses drugged today over this. Sure enough, I mean, this is the post-millennial. They got a story on it. The Blaze has got a story on it. Fox News looks terrible. I mean, terrible. Was George Soros literally in the control room when this Fox... uh, this segment aired, and they, oh, oh, the reporter that did this, he was celebrating this as brave, stunning, and courageous. Let's do this. Oh, man. This is the, this is the family in question. That, in theory, should be a little girl. Yeah. This segment about Rylan Whittington, who transitioned into being a boy at the age of five. I cannot believe this was on Fox News, but it was. Quote, 14-year-old Rylan Whittington is a typical South Carolina teenager, and the Whittingtons, along with mom, Hillary, dad, Jeff, sister, Brindley, are a typical family, the segment began. The only difference, though, in Rylan's eyes is what this family can mean to tens and thousands of kids under 18 who identify as transgender, the narration says. Ryland, speaking in an interview with Fox News, stated that the family put their story out there in case, quote, there's another family out there that is going through what we're going through, or there's another family who's proud of who they are. Fox News correspondent Brian uh, Lennis continued by stating that before Ryland could even speak, the young child, quote, managed to tell his parents that he was a boy. Okay, little girls can be tomboys, and that doesn't mean you uh, start dressing them like a little boy all the time and say, hey, you're a boy, here we go. My God. I could just see it. It wasn't him trying to be a brat. It was, like, painful. It was truly painful for him to have to wear feminine clothing and for us to constantly be telling him, you're a girl. Hillary Whittington said, the parents said, that there was initially some pushback and that they were confused. We thought that gender and sexuality are the same thing. It took us a while to figure out that those two things are different and that children actually do recognize their gender identity very young. Lennis said that they listened to Ryland and to Hillary's conservative faith. What? For me, it's just deep spiritual belief that you believe in God and he, you know, created us the way he wanted us. Well, then, yes, he created Ryland just the way he is, said the mother. The father said they went to support groups, and at one of these meetings, a father across the table said the parents were lucky to be there and that the father had a child who was experiencing gender dystopia around the same age as Ryland did. Lennis continued on to state that a particular father, quote, pushed back on their child, which led them to turn to self-harm. The segment continued to cite statistics from the Trevor Project, which earlier this year was revealed to be actively pushing children to reach out to their online services to transition if they are even remotely questioning their gender. Do you know how many kids get confused about things? I mean, this, is, this was repugnant by Fox News. I was floored that they aired this. I really was. 
That pushback led the child to turn to self-harm as a teenager, which 60% of trans and non-binary kids engage in, according to the Trevor Project. More than 50% consider suicide. The family said that the father's testimony was, quote, a turning point in their acceptance that their child was transgender, with the mother adding, quote, I'd rather have a loving son than a dead daughter. All right. I never thought that I would be known for this, like, well as I am, but it's just just a small part of who I am. I truly believe these families are, have just, I mean... In in the in the state of of media right now, with all this being pushed into the limelight, I think a lot of this is politicized. I think there is a certain amount of, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, we can be the cool parents because look, now we're on the news talking about how brave, stunning, and courageous our kid is for going from being a girl into a little boy. Wow, I I, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe this was on Fox News. So, we go on. Michael Knowles, look, people notice this. Michael Knowles, of course, of the Daily Wire said, Call me old-fashioned, but I prefer my conservative news outlets don't encourage parents to trans their little children. I mean, unbelievable. Terry Schilling, I love at Fox News and at Dana Perino, but what in the actual F... This poor little girl will never have children and began tra- transitioning before she could even consent to sexual activity. And they were talking about when Rylan came out as five years old, this is insane and Fox should not be participating in it. Absolutely agree. Went on. Fox should be telling the stories of detransitioners, the ones who get shut out, the people who were transitioned too young, before they can make a true decision. Trans get enough exposure on their own on other networks. Daily Wire's Matt Walsh launched into a thread slamming the outlet. I have appeared on Fox News many times. I appreciate the platform they've given me. If what I'm about to say ruins that relationship, so be it. We have to call out this evil lunacy wherever we see it, especially on our own side. Now, of course, he just, he just came out with the documentary. The reporter says that the child announced a new gender as a toddler. Does Fox want us to believe that babies can choose their gender? This is the most extreme, radical, dangerous form of gender ideology, and it's being promoted by Fox News. I know for a fact that many people at Fox do not approve of this and never would have agreed to air radical far-left trans propaganda. But reporter Brian Lennon's chose to do this story and someone at Fox chose to put it on air. Everybody involved should be fired immediately. And it doesn't just stop there. I mean, here we've got, we've got the blaze doing the same story as the post millennial. And I mean, we get down here, you know, Steve Dentz, Fox has become Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner's press agent. So this is sadly, it's the next logical descent into the mouth of madness. I mean, there it is, right there. America Together. Eric Erickson. Fox News promoting trans propaganda is something to behold. That's going to hurt the network more than calling Arizona for Biden. Eh, It's a toss-up, but it's close. Pretty sick at Fox News. Trans flag and everything. 
hearing that Fox News ran a peppy segment about a young girl, minor, who transitioned to male, and then reporter call it brave, surreal. And that's the thing. We're dealing with a certain amount of mental health issues here, too. And uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And the parents didn't stand up and put a stop to this crap? In my opinion, the parents enabling this behavior and, 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 and getting behind it, there's something sick there, too. There's something twisted there. I just don't understand it. The great Sebastian Gorka. Fox has gone. That was after Ali Beth Stuckey uh, tweeted out, I'm stunned that Fox News ran a segment celebrating a girl whose parents transitioned her into a boy when she was five because apparently told them she was a boy before she could talk. Absolutely maddening and heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to this segment, and I was just in awe. I was like, this is some of the sickest shit I've ever seen, and Fox News is on air doing a segment and celebrating it. I was like, wow. I, I mean, this is unbelievable. It's, it, it's, this is where we're at with Fox, that if you don't just watch the right particular personalities, well, hell, you might as well be watching MSNBC. I mean, I'm waiting for Joy Reid to come uh, uh, sauntering across the screen telling me I'm a no-good racist bitch redneck. I mean, that's kind of where we're at. Let's be real. Wow. I mean, it's unbelievable. Jesse Waters is another personality I like over there. But whoever approved this sick, twisted, corrupt segment that was a la- lacks all morals and values, they should be fired. This is not supposed to be the ideals that Fox News is out there promoting. I mean, a little girl tells you, I'm a, I'm a little boy. Uh, sorry, honey, you're a little confused right now. I know you like Tonka trucks. I know you like to catch frogs. I know you like to wear overhauls, overalls. But, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of little girls in the South did that. And then, then when they turned 12, they want to start wearing dresses and chasing boys. That, I mean, you know, that's just been a thing in the South our entire life. Okay, little girls follow their fathers around, go hunting and fishing with them, you know, wear their little blue jeans and all that. And then at 13, they hate their parents and they're chasing boys. That's just a thing. But no, Fox is enabling this crap. And that kid's going to get up to be 17 or 18 and be like, what in the hell's going on here? Look, a lot of, a lot of states have outlawed this crap, you know, where they can't, nobody can push agendas on it, nobody can do like, you know, medications and all that sort of things on minors, Oklahoma, some of these states like that. Uh, but for Fox News to run an entire segment and then have their little reporter get up there and talk about how brave it is, somebody fire that dude and fire whoever in the hell the producer was for that segment. Wow. Wow. This is exactly why people no longer trust Fox News. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USAFIRST, all one word. USAFIRST, all one word. 25% off now.
I'm back. Rudrance for our Black and White Network. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button, punch the like button, and as always, thank you guys and gals for watching. Let's talk about the legendary James Woods. That's right. The Specialist. My personal favorite, Vampires. The Getaway. The Hard Way. Um, the General's Daughter. Any Given Sunday. Ray Donovan. One of the best actors. Videodrome. A Cronenberg classic. Well, we know this great legendary actor has been kicked out of Hollywood's elite club. And why? Because he is an outspoken, out-of-the-closet conservative. And he pulls no punches. And because of that, we love to hear James Woods' takes on things when, frankly, he goes James Woods on anybody from the left. Well, this time, he takes on Joseph Biden and his... Uh, son, Hunter. Yeah, Hunter. As we know, one of the topics of the day, of course, is guns. They would love to swoop in, use Uvalde and Buffalo to try to, of course, they're after those AR-15s right now. Well, James Woods has slammed Joe Biden and also, more specifically, his son, Hunter. And he gave us another gem Let's check out James Woods. There he is right there. James Woods calls on gun grabber Joe Biden to start his gun control jihad with gun brandishing son Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Veteran actor James Woods slammed Joe Biden for proposing gun control legislation while Hunter Biden was caught recklessly handling firearms. Quote, maybe his gun grabber dad might begin his gun control jihad by starting with Junior's <laughs> illegal gun brandishing. Woods said, there it is right there. Yeah. And of course, he's talking about the photo that surfaced. And there it is right there with his hand on the gun. On Monday, a reported new photo of Hunter Biden recklessly handling a firearm with a prostitute in 2018 surfaced. I think by now we've probably all seen all three photos. Hunter is pictured flashing a firearm in nude poses in a room filled with drugs. Radar Online reported. Hunter's loose handling of firearms comes as Biden on Thursday proposed seven gun control measures. The policy ideas include enacting a safe storage law, strengthening background checks, and creating red flag laws. Joe Biden's pro-gun control proposals are contrary to the Biden family standard of firearm protocol. In 2018, Hunter lied to obtain a weapon by failing to disclose he had a drug problem, the New York Post reported. Hunter has not been charged with any wrongdoing regarding the lie the weapon has also conveniently disappeared. Imagine that. Hunter revealed in, in 2019 that the FBI had gotten involved in the case of a missing firearm. Speaking about Haley Biden, his former sister-in-law turned lover. <laughs> Say that out loud and tell me it doesn't sound like an absolute freak show. Hunter said she threw the gun into a grocery store dumpster in Wilmington, Delaware. Joe Biden in 2020 dubbed Hunter as, quote, the smartest man I know. <laughs> well, he's certainly one of the smarter 
con men, I think, except, yeah, he left all of his evidence in laptops he turned in to a service repair guy and then never bothered to show up to actually pick them up. Oops. Yeah, and now it's all been exposed. Um, I still, it baffles me that Joe Biden decided to run for office knowing that all this shadiness had went on involving Hunter acting like there was a real legitimate chance nobody was ever going to dig any of this up outside of the laptops even. I mean, I feel like this sort of thing eventually comes out regardless. It's just sort of the way things are. And I got to appreciate James Woods for doing what he does, stepping up and putting a no-holds-bar ass-ripping on Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Joe Biden's out there. I mean, the very first, the the night that Uvalde happened, he went on the air and, I'll be damned, he went after guns that quick. That quick he went after guns. He started pulling out that, that leftist rhetoric. We knew they would seize on it. Of course, you got Matthew McConaughey out there looking like a total and complete dick yesterday. Uh, preaching to the choir, preaching to everybody in America about, and and you're supposed to be a Texas guy. Okay, whatever. Um, not only that, but he's claiming Uvalde, even though he has also claimed uh, Longview, which is just down the road from me. Kind of strange. It's kind of weird because everybody here thinks McConaughey is from here. What the hell? I mean... If that's not typical Hollywood bullshit, I don't know what is. The son of a bitch is acting at every turn. James Woods. Look, James is like, I've got nothing to lose. Ben Shapiro. When are we getting the action team up with James Woods as the salty old detective and his protege is Gina Carano? When are we getting that? Ben Shapiro, I just pitched a movie to you cast James Woods and Gina Carano in a movie together and everybody on the left their heads will literally explode get Clint Eastwood to direct it oh they'll they'll have a coronary peace I'm out till next time black and white network supporters make sure you check out the black and white network merchandise store link in the description use promo code USA first all one word USA first all one word 25% off now I'm back. Rodrance for the Black and White Network. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe, punch the like button, and as always, thank you guys and gals for following our channel and supporting us. So something happened on the way to a successful TimCast live stream for Tim Pool and his cohorts last night. Now, for full disclosure, I do watch some Tim Pool content. Uh, I certainly don't agree with him on everything or even quite a few things but there are things i do agree with him on and i like his perspective and he's been in the actual field as a journalist uh for a long time the liberals have gotten to the point where they absolutely hate him in much of the same way that they now hate elon musk and they now a lot of them want to cancel bill maher okay because well 
they have pushed back against uh, some of their own, right? Well, last night during an episode of TimCast, during a live stream, they had to evacuate on the live stream because they got a credible threat against them, and the police had to be called to the scene. Uh, pretty wild. TimCast IRL evacuated during live broadcast due to, quote, potentially credible threat. Police was on the scene, and I think this has happened a couple of times at this point, although I don't know that it's happened actually on an actual stream. On Wednesday's live stream of TimCast IRL, the in-studio crew was forced to evacuate due to what was referred to as, quote, a potentially credible threat. At around 9.30 p.m. Eastern, Ian Crossland was speaking. Poole suddenly announced that they, are, they were being instructed to evacuate the building. The intense scene can be viewed below. So, let's just watch they it. buy their medicine. Like, if the fire department was incentivized to put out fires, and they got paid more for every fire they put we out. We have to evacuate the building. You better right. believe that uh, you see a lot more fires. You guys, I love you. I think <laughs> we're just going to leave the, the, keep the live stream going, but we have to evacuate the building. All right. All right. We'll be right. You heard so from the, the top. stream will just stay up as it is. Please stay tuned. And we'll just please keep watching in case something happens, but we have to evacuate the building. If you have a wide room break, go to Tommy. We're going to grab some to drink. We're being told we need to evacuate the building. So keep keep watching, keep the stream up, and uh, can you do the wide shot? Yeah. All right. Maybe maybe you'll get to Take watch your something Funko happen. Pop I don't with know. You. We have to get My out. God. Cool. Okay, so there we go. There's everybody getting up. Man, their studio is quite nice. Okay, so Tim Pool tweeted shortly after, "Quote potentially credible threat." Police on site, specialists en route, keeping details to a minimum for security reasons. There is his tweet. Quote, we are alive. Just chilling with the cops. Pool added on the YouTube live stream, which is still up. Broadcasting an empty studio at time of publication. The post-millennial was able to reach producer uh, Lydia Leiterman, who told us, quote, we are... Just chaperoning crawfish across the road while we wait. Uh, Temple says, cops just entered, swept the room. I'm ready for bed. Approximately 11.40 Eastern, officers could be seen on the show's live stream searching the building, but left. Minutes later, Poole, his team, and guests re-entered the studio at 12.15 Eastern. Poole quipped, I'm so tired. How are you guys doing? He then said to guest Tommy Altman, Tommy, we owe you another show. Poole explained that they had a credible threat, explained that they could not document details of the incident. When the bomb robot came out, they told us no filming was allowed. He added, every single threat results in a police response. When you get swatted, the cops show up in full force. Poole and his show has been target of numerous swatting attempts, over the past year, the host was vague on specifics, did mention that he had upgraded his security due to previous threats. He also mentioned that, quote, since January, there have been eight other swattings and other incidents of the bomb squad coming out. It is a breaking story, and the post-millennial will continue to keep people updated. So, there it is. Look, I'm sure Tim Pool would come out and blatantly admit... This goes with the territory, right? 
I mean, at this point, YouTube has become, especially with the advent of Fire Sticks and Roku and all these sort of things, YouTube YouTube has now grown from the individual content creator like it used to be 15 years ago to essentially another television kind of network. And YouTube channels are just that. They're channels that people sit down and consume. Many people sit down and consume on their actual television. I watch a lot of content creators on my television with my remote, just like I would have Dish Network 10 years ago. Okay. The other thing is when you talk politics, when you talk edgier content, when you get out there covering things that are controversial, things that's going to ruffle feathers, I can tell you from experience, when I was doing um, politics on this channel before, I was doing a lot of BLM Antifa coverage. Uh, Andy Go out there was putting out a lot of video. A lot of guys were putting out video in Portland, Seattle, all that kind of stuff, and nobody in the media was covering it. So I was trying to cover that. Man, I was getting random things into my email all the time. Okay, when I called out the black militia, oh my God, Grandmaster Flash, Bassmaster B, whatever his name is, Terminator X, boy, they got their feathers in a ruffle, let me tell you. On this channel and on the sports channel when I called them out over the Kentucky Derby. Um, but it goes with the territory. You, you are being seen by many people, and Lord knows Tim Pool is seen by many, many more people than we are seen by even right now, even on the sports channel, as big as it is. Uh, so, this stuff is a thing. It is scary. You never let people know where you actually inhabit or anything like that. Okay? You always got to be aware. Um, even when you go out, you know, if you walk into a Walmart, you kind of keep one fuzzy eyeball open. It just It's just the way it is because you put yourself out there. These people that piss and moan because they're being criticized, don't do this. Don't do this. I mean, you're going to get hammered all the time. You know, it is what it is. My God, I've been called a racist 9,000 times at this point. It simply put means nothing. Nothing. So, anyway, we're glad Tim Pool's okay. And uh, this is pretty wild. It is absolutely wild. Um Whoever did the threat, get a fucking life for crying out loud. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. <laughs>